Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast episode 55, a podcast about the people that play, retro, arcade, modern, pinball and anything in between. It's the 22nd of September 2019 and my name is Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. How are we? Good. Good? Okay. <laughs> Not a good this time from Matt, just an good? okay. Do I say good? You usually say good. Really? I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, the, yeah. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Just so. okay. Yeah. 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 I can understand just feeling okay. <laughs> We've never done this before. We've never recorded at eight o'clock in the morning. No. This is a little strange. Never recorded before midday, I don't think. Hmm. <laughs> We've come close with, um, I think, one time after PAX, it was 3 a.m. Ah. But we hadn't gone to bed yet. Is that so? I guess <laughs> it's in terms of like the clock, it's technically before midday that day mm. but is it really before midday mm. yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we're not drinking alcoholic it, beverages either no right well uh, i'm we drinking could, coffee but, you know at eight o'clock in the morning you probably don't want to do that you're about to say something matt it, it's always before midday yeah well yeah oh tomorrow <laughs> i get it yeah yeah i get it uh 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 <laughs> Um, no, yeah, we're recording, well, I said 8am, we were trying to start at 8am, but now it's about quarter to nine, but technicalities aside, here we mm. are in the morning, mm. uh, with coffees, Matt's got a water because he doesn't drink coffee, because yep. he's a strange person, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust people who don't drink coffee. Um, I was going to say, not that we have anything against people that don't drink coffee. Oh, I've got things against people who don't <laughs> drink coffee. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Something strange going on there. <laughs> We've got Danish on the table. Mm. So, I think we're all good to go. We've got sugar and caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and why are we here at 8 o'clock in the morning? Well, uh, John, you're about to put on the next SCGC, mm-hmm. Sydney Classic Game Club. Yep. Is that, that right? I chose the weird time of Sunday during the day. Mm. Um and I thought we'd try and squeeze in a recording of the podcast before it all mm. starts. Yep. Because we're all going to be here, so why not? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you get up at... Well, when I got up at quarter past six this morning, I was regretting my decision. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you were. I thought... I actually thought for you, you normally get up at earlier than that, right? For work? Yeah, for work. But uh, I really don't like getting up at that okay. time. Yeah, well, fair enough. I'm, I'm not alive. Yeah. Yeah. And generally grumpy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and on a weekend, I get up at uh, around 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, but we do what we do because we have to do what we do. Mm. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. But speaking of SCGC, which is happening today, uh, mm-hmm. kicking off at 10 a.m. or around there, uh, I had an SG, SCG. Um, I find it really hard to say yeah. that. Acronym. Mm, mm, uh, mm. SCGC. Yeah, whoever came up with that probably should have thought more about what they were doing. <laughs> no, it's catchy. It's just hard for me to say for some reason. Okay. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that, I held the last meet. Maybe you should just say S-C-E-E-E-E-E-E. Huh? They're all E. Why? No. Okay. It's just my weird brain then. Oh, Never oh the vowels are all... Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, that's probably why I find it hard to say. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I held the one previous <clears throat> at my place 
mm. month, two months ago, mm-hmm. something like that. But it was, yeah, it was a while ago, but we haven't talked about it because uh, we've been doing other stuff. Mm. We've been going to Brisbane. We've been doing uh, best game of Mega Drive mm. thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so we can talk about my meet quickly um, and the games that I... Or do you want to quickly talk about the format before I go yeah. into the... Okay, sure. Um, so basically it is... We just get together, uh, there's a host, and everyone goes to the host's house um, where they show off their old games, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be. I mean, And new games. And new games, yeah. But it's mostly old games. Mostly old games. Yeah. It's not Uh, called classic for no reason. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so it's just like a a get-together, bit of a social thing, and just play old games. Yeah. we have the comp. Uh, the comp, the whole idea is just to give people a chance to maybe play some games that they might not have chosen to play um, on their own. Hmm. Um, so the host chooses five games for the comp um, and everyone plays the games and the, the host sets a challenge. So most of the time it's just score-based. Like the most common one we have obviously is best score with Mm. one credit yeah um but it can be anything so um i think it's probably gonna get is this a spoiler for your meet uh no because i don't think i've chosen anything a bit i don't i haven't done anything weird okay but yeah you could be like you know fastest time to stage two or something if you wanted to yeah and and that's you know maybe a way you could do games that don't have scoring Mm. um but yeah i think that once we get a bit more into this and explore it more, we're probably going to see some of those kinds of challenges pop up, which should be fun, I mm, think. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so far it's been mostly, like, best score. And then everyone plays it, everyone gets ranked based on their results, and then they get points based on that. So um, it's if there's 10 people that play, if you get first, you get 10 points, second gets 9 points, so on and so forth. And... Yeah, it's it's not like super serious. It's pretty casual. Yeah. Um, there's a trophy. I've got to show you guys the trophy. Oh, so yes. So, the reason why I've got to show you guys the trophy for people, for the readers, <laughs> uh, is um, the host adds to the trophy every round. Yeah. So, we started with uh, at Ben's place and he took a little espresso cup and put a soft banana Sitting in the in the espresso cup and like mm. glued it in there. The espresso toy cup, banana, toy banana, soft, yeah. not, a, not a real banana, yeah. soft overripe yeah, banana. Yeah, that'd, that'd go wrong really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and that espresso cup is a it's a video game themed cup. Ah, uh, yeah. What game was it? Little ble- Little Big Planet. Oh. Little Big Planet. That's yep. right. Yeah, which isn't very classic. I think Ben might have failed in that regard. <laughs> huh? yeah. yeah, I kid. I think he just needed a vestibule. <laughs> um, Yes, and then the next one was your place, mm. which I think we're going to talk about. Yep. And you added, can I explain this or do you want to explain it? Uh, I can explain it. So, mm-hmm. I added, I had a um, an old Atari 2600 joystick, mm-hmm. which had been in pieces for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But it was lying around for whatever reason and I saw it there and I thought, oh, I could maybe do something with that, noticing that... With the, with the rubber part of the joystick off it, the hole 
into the joystick is about the same size as that espresso cup. Mm. So I thought maybe I can do something with that. Mm. So I ended up super gluing the espresso cup to the Atari 2600 joystick base. Mm-hmm. And then I also had a, um, a Super Monkey Ball II figurine. Yep. Which was in a in a ball, yep. but you can take apart the ball and pull mm. II out of there. Mm. So I ended up getting II and super gluing II to the banana. Mm. So yeah, now it's a Atari base with an espresso cup with a banana with II. Who's a little monkey? Yes, for people that don't know. Indeed. And I just thought, <clears throat> I thought I can't I can't tell you what's on the trophy because it'll be a spoiler, but. Why don't I reveal the trophy to you guys on the Uh podcast? I'll go and get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dig. (laughs) Whoa. I don't want to win it. (laughs) I forfeit. Wow. Um, um, That's really impressive. um, You might want to be on the microphone. Yeah. So, (laughs) it might not be like... Super solid. I mean, I remember you saying similar things. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the super glue just, you know. It feels a lot better now than it did before. So, I think <laughs> since it's had time to dry, it's probably a bit better. But um, That looks really impressive. That actually looks like a trophy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> Rather than a bunch of garbage thrown together. <laughs> so, I took a game. I took a CD to give it a base to stabilize. <laughs> <a> CD. <laughs> yeah, it's a CD. And actually, it's a DVD. Oh, oh what's the DVD? Uh, it's just a blank. Oh. Yeah. I found some blank DVDs, like, writables. Right. I was like, eh, never going to use these anymore. doesn't have porn <laughs> on it or anything like uh, that. Don't think I'm so. I'm pretty sure it was blank. It right. might have had something right. on it. I didn't check. That would have been a good <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could read it. Pull it apart, put it in a drive. And well, there's something like Goatsy on there or... They won't be able to because now it's covered in paint. Yeah. <laughs> so, I painted it gold. And I took a GameCube controller and I painted that gold and I stuck it onto the CD and then it needed more structural support. So, I got like four um, wooden rod things. I painted them gold and then I stuck them on yeah. to hold it all together. <laughs> on, the, on the bottom of the Atari 2600 base. Yeah. So, now the thing's quite tall. Um, (laughs) The extension height is the height of a GameCube controller up on its end. Yep. And, yeah, this looks really impressive. Like I said, it actually looks like a trophy now. I I used lacquer as well to make it, like, shiny. Huh. Yeah. I got a bit crafty. Hmm. I feel like, yeah. This might be a a wild assumption, Mm. but I think this looks much more impressive than your dick. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> We heard was uh, the other option So, you know <laughs> Cool I really like it Well done Thanks Hopefully it all holds together <laughs> Hopefully my Atari 2600 base doesn't snap off And then your well, rods snap off And Well actually, so the, the top part of it is, <coughs> is much better So the, there's actually I actually drilled holes into it, ah. so those the rods are actually inside. Ah, good. Um, except for this one because I couldn't drill a hole into that one, so right. that's why it's a bit. There's a bit more glue there, hmm. but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. But I wouldn't be grabbing it. Oh shit! Oh, it just broke. <laughs> <laughs> just broke. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, all fine. It's all fine. Mostly we'll fine. Be okay. Yep. Yeah, as long as people aren't 
throwing it about, I think it's it'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe at some point one of the hosts will have to put some actual structural mm. integrity in it somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that's Yeah, I don't happen. know how either. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool idea. Um, additions to the trophy per host. Mm. Uh, but yeah, during my meet, um, my five games I chose was Cannabolt, which is C64 Anabolt. Mm-hmm. So it's the Commodore 60 ver- Commodore 64 version of Cannabolt. And that's, it's a new game, relatively mm. new. It's yeah. not from the days of the C64. No, this was maybe 2013, yep. 2015, somewhere around there. So originally like a flash game kind of thing, right? Is that right? Do you yeah. know? Um, maybe. Yeah. Right, Matt knows. Um, R-Type. Oh, hang on. C64 Anabolt was on the was played on the SX64. Right. Which, for people who don't know, is a portable Commodore 64 or a luggable because it's very heavy. <laughs> it, it's got a, I think it's a three or four inch CRT mm-hmm. built in it. It's got a disk drive built in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and a big handle so you can carry it around. <laughs> was it actually marketed as a luggable? <laughs> no, it was marketed okay. as a portable. portable. Yeah, and it was pretty funny actually. You, you you look at the ads in the magazines, and it has these people like using the SX64 next to their pool, <laughs> so they're typing away yeah. next to their pool. They don't happen to show the fact that you need to plug it into power. Yeah. So, there would have been like an extension cord running out the mm. back and yeah. off into the house or something. They didn't show that. Yeah. No. I mean, you could just as much like have, you know, a computer or something, yeah. like mm. a normal computer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an R-Type on Arcade, uh, Mega Turrican on Mega Drive, OutRun on Arcade, Wonelli. Mm-hmm. Big Juicy Melons mm-hmm. Pinball Machine. Mm-hmm. That was my five. Mm-hmm. And I went with a theme which was um, uh, games that were quite rare mm. or games that, you know, obviously Outrun's not rare, but mm. games that to play in their original form, mm. most people probably would never have done because mm. you don't see them around. Mm. So dedicated Outrun cabs, you don't see them around mm. very much. They're actually quite hard to get hold mm. of. Wonelli Pinball Machine, there's only four in Australia. Mega Turrican is kind of a rare Mega Drive mm-hmm. game. R-Type on Arcade, that's a pretty hard... Well, maybe not a hard-to-find board, but it's really expensive now mm-hmm. to get the PCB. Mm-hmm. And C64 Anabolt's not rare, but it was on an SX64, which is rare. Mm. It's a pretty cool theme. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a theme for like a meet like that, it might as well be that. Yeah. <laughs> rare. Yeah. Rare games. And considering I've been collecting for God knows how long, I thought it'd be nice to sort of not only, you know, have people in my house and they can see these sort of hard-to-find items, but mm. play them as well because mm. most people would never yeah. have played them before. Yeah, I've never played R-Type on an actual arcade mm. before. Mm. Um, it's probably, yeah, I'm sure lots of people have, but I think it was quite early in my life so i would have been too young like when it would have been in arcades i guess yeah um and yeah obviously a lot of those other games i've only ever played at your place (laughs) Mm. so like outrun and yeah i got a whole new appreciation for outrun like trying to play it properly and trying to get a a good score Mm. Mm. um yeah it's a lot of fun it's a different game on <clears throat> on the proper cab with a steering mm. wheel gear shift and it an accelerator. Yeah. I really like the steering wheel and it was one of the reasons I was really looking forward to playing 
crazy taxi because it actually does give you that extra level of control yeah. over what's it's, going on. It's analog. Yeah. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah, it feels <laughs> like it's analog. So. Hmm? I think so, yeah. Yeah, surely it would be. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it'd just be a potentiometer, wouldn't it, inside the steering wheel? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Not sure. I haven't looked into it that okay. hard. I did have to pull it apart and replace a spring because the thing that makes the steering wheel push back is, mm. is two springs on either side mm. and mm. one of the springs snapped. Mm. So, I had to fix that. So, I know it's got springs, mm. but besides that, I don't know what else it has mm. inside. Mm. I'm always surprised when things rely on springs. It just seems way too simple. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like a lot of pinball machines, when you pull them up and you're like, oh, that mechanism has like this flimsy little spring mm. and that it, it relies on that. And if that breaks, it won't work. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. just looking at it going, okay. And sometimes they're all like trashed and bent and stuff. Yeah, and, and rusty. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so who came first in Cannibal? That was you, John. Yeah. Um, I had a, a magic game. Like, I think I played like two or three games. I sat down and just played. And then the last game I had, it was like 7,000 something, wasn't it? It was 6,994. Right. That's as close to 7,000 as you can get. Well, you can, you can get closer. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit closer. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. And I put it down. And then, yeah, no one was mm. able to beat it. Mm. Evan tried. Yeah. Evan was playing that quite a bit. He came second with 6,136. So, he got close, but not quite there. I think it's one of those situations where because there was no pressure, because it was the first time. Uh, and I have played it, the Flash game, like. I mean, not for a while, but I have played it. Mm. And, yeah, I think the, the fact that, yeah, there was no pressure to do well. It really is, I think it's very impactful on a game like that that requires you to have good reaction and, um, yeah. Mm. Because and it's, when a, you, it's an endless runner for those people who yep. don't know what Cannibal is. Right. Where you just got one button. Yep. And you basically, yeah, he's running along the top of buildings and he speeds up over time. And it's all about how far you go. So, that's the meter, you know, 6,000, whatever the score was. That's how many meters supposedly mm. oh, was, right, were yeah. run. Um, and things drop down in front of you and you have to jump over gaps in the building. And basically, the strategy I worked out is that you can run into some things and it just slows you down. It doesn't kill you. Mm. So, you use those. They're like little crates or something use those to slow yourself down because once you get to a certain speed you just can't react fast enough yeah um, but you have to be careful because the gaps in the buildings are dependent on your speed mm. so if you slow down too quickly it's it's almost like they're generated like you know just a little bit in front of you so mm. if you're going really fast and then you suddenly slow down a lot a gap might be too far for you to actually jump yeah so you always have to gradually slow down yeah um so, yeah, it's like balancing how fast you're going. Yeah. Um, and there's some bits where instead of jumping over a gap, you have to fall because um, right. you have to fall into a corridor in the building yep. next next yep. door to the building you're on. So, yeah, it's a little tricky like that, but it's cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool game. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure my score is probably not that great overall. I'm sure there's people that are like, that's rubbish. I've got 50,000. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But considering that's probably the first time all of us have played that to any extent, um, 
I think it we was, did all right. It was a PAX comp game. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that might have been where I first saw it and decided I needed to buy one. Yeah. Yeah, and then never played it <laughs> because my Commodore monitor died and so yep. I just never bothered setting it up and stuff like that. But with the SX64, you can just plug in the cartridge and turn it on and off you go because mm. it's got a screen and everything. Mm-hmm. Matt came third uh, with 5,719. I won't go through everyone, but I guess I can say who was there, though. It was myself, Matt, Evan, John, Ben, Josh... Tom, Fiona, my wife, Tara, and Matt with one T, also known as Captain Kong. Mm. Then we had R-Type, so who came first on R-Type? Ben came first on R-Type. I sounded surprised there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really surprised. A little bit surprised. Uh, There was some pretty fierce competition going on on that game. Yeah, it was actually hard to get onto R-Type because it was getting played quite a bit. Mm. Evan came second on that, and then I came third. Mm-hmm. Mega Turrican, uh, Ben came first on that as well. Shocking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then Evan second, me third. Weird. Right. Um, there was some controversy was about there? Mega Turrican scores. Was there? Yeah, because remember, uh, I had to go relatively early not early but a bit early oh that's right and uh i was packing up some of the stuff that i'd brought along and josh was playing mega and on the mega drive oh, and I the mega drive now. has the really big like chunky um plugs hmm. uh well, yeah you know what americans call those wall warts yeah oh yeah, yeah that's really weird when you listen to uh, retro game podcasts, US retro game mm. podcasts, and they say wall warts. It always, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gives me a weird reaction. But anyway, continue. Yes, I've never heard that before. I've heard power brick. Mm. Is that? I think that's what we call them. Okay. Anyway, the power supply. Yeah. Um, and you can get like new switch mode ones that don't have the big chunky thing. But anyway, we were using the big chunky one. Uh, and I was trying to unplug like the, a Nintendo or something that was plugged in next to it, and I was holding it in. I was holding the power brick in the the big chunky power supply, and pulling the thing. And like, yep, it's fine. I'll just like, I'll get it out. But then all of a sudden, I hear like, oh, <laughs> he was having this really good game, and uh, <laughs> obviously, I'd pulled it out just slightly to yeah. stop the power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he wasn't very happy. He was fine, but it was just like he wrote down his score and he was like, and next to it he wrote not killed. <laughs> it's like, do I get extra points for that? <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. not. But, that was uh, a bit of a bummer. Yeah. And so he ended up, where did he end up? He might up? have won that game. No, he didn't win the game. He oh. came fourth. But it was pretty close. The top scores were pretty close, right? Like he very yeah. well could have. They're all fours. Right. Yeah, and I think, uh, but I worked out, I looked at the scores just to make myself not feel so bad. And even if he'd won, I think he might have pushed himself up to third position overall. But Hmm. it was, it just depends on a lot of things like where other people came and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're the sorts of things that happen. I mean, there's been worse ones like when we've been at pinball meets and someone's 
uh, unplug this thing at the wall or something uh, and yeah. a line of yep. pinball machines <laughs> goes off. Yep, yep. <laughs> I can't remember where that happened. It happened somewhere. It's happened at the courthouse before. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Outrun. I won Outrun by a significant margin. Mm, yep. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I own the game. I played it a lot and I can 1cc it. It was almost a factor of 10, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty large. <laughs> Whereas if you're not so familiar with the game, obviously you're not going to 1cc it. Mm-hmm. So the scores were, yeah, very contrasted. Well, so our, I won. Outrun scoring is a mystery as well. Oh, yeah, it's it, weird. It blows out somehow. Yep. Yeah. You, you get a pretty big bonus. Yeah. Um, but also if, I, I can't remember the detail on it, but if you finish the game with the same time as someone else, you're not guaranteed to have the same score, mm. even if you did exactly the same things because... There's some sort of weird calculation in what it calculates your score as hmm. compared to your time. Mm-hmm. It's all very strange. Um, but anyway, yeah, I won CC'd it, so obviously I won Outrun. And then you came second, Matt. And then Josh was third. Again, I'm doing that mm-hmm. surprised voice. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. Well done, Josh. Third place. <laughs> And then Woe Nelly, Pinball Machine, uh, I won that one as well. Then Matt second, and then John third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And overall, in the end of the day, uh, myself and Matt tied for first place. And I can't remember yes. how we resolved that. Did we resolve uh, that tie? We haven't resolved the tie. I, I never thought I would... I didn't think... We, um, I don't know. I was always so casual the way that I put it together. I didn't really worry about tiebreakers. Mm. Yeah. But it's fun to have a tiebreaker. So we yeah. could have a tiebreaker. Mm. Um, we could and, have a tiebreaker today on And Monkey just make Ball. it like one point. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a few different ways of doing it. And one of the things that came up last time was like, because I was leaving early again, when I was leaving, you said to me, oh, what about um, announcing the winners? And I was like, oh, I have to go now. <laughs> mm. um, and I, I realized... You were feeling unwell. I yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't good. Mm. <laughs> I was really bad. I had a really bad headache and I was taking lots of drugs and it was sort of keeping it at bay-ish. Mm. But I was still just, yeah, I wasn't having fun yep. because of that, unfortunately. Mm. Um yeah, which which really sucks that it happened to happen on that day. But anyway, that's just the way it goes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I realized anyway that I hadn't thought about, you know, I should really set like a cutoff time and then so we have enough time to like announce like, okay, these people yeah. have won and yeah. actually like give them the trophy, take a picture with the trophy because yeah. the trophy, because it's kind of going to the next host for the, for the next edition, um, there's never really a time where the winner has contact with the trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. So, um, at, le- at the very least, it would be good to just get a picture, even though it's, you know, it's all just in fun, but um, mm. get a picture of the winner holding the trophy. Yeah. Um, so, this time, we're going to set the cutoff to 4 o'clock and then we'll announce the winner at 4.30. But the other thing is that that gives us a chance to tally the scores and do any tiebreakers if we yeah, right. uh, want to do that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we had a tie for second place as well, Evan and John. Mm-hmm. And then we had a tie for third place, or it's not really third place when you got ties, but you know what I mean. Mm. 
uh, Ben and Josh. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of tied scoring in this, yes. which has probably prompted your exploration into adjusting how the points work. Yeah. <coughs> so at the moment we've we're just going back to the basic scoring, um, and we'll have a think about it and talk about it with people and see what people want to do. It's kind of weird because there's this. I don't know. I think people who like the competitive side want it to be more of a fair competition, um, but it makes it more complex. And, mm. um, you know, sometimes I think for some people it feels like it takes the fun out of it because they just they don't want it to be, you know, super competitive or anything. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's a bit of a balance there to balance it between people who like it to be more competitive and people who don't want it to be super competitive. So, yeah. you know, in the end, like the main thing is that people have fun, really. That's really the whole goal of this whole thing is just for people to have fun and yeah. play some games and, yeah. you know, uh, that's what we want to do. So, Which also prompted the idea of thinking about just small little achievements that people can, yeah. can get. So... You know, for some people who turn up who aren't terribly interested in competing seriously or don't care about winning at least, there might be something that they could go for and Mm. get a little, I don't know, recognition that they Mm. did something like the first person to finish stage one or, you know, something something silly like that, something that's achievable by everyone. Mm. And it just makes people feel good that, Mm. you know, they turned up and they got something out of it. But I don't think we've fleshed out a lot of that detail or anything yeah i mean there's a lot of thinking to figure out how that's going to work exactly it's a cool idea but um yeah i mean that's yeah it is something that you have to kind of come up with stuff and Hmm. make a decision about how that's going to work and i I haven't really thought much about that honestly um yeah we're all busy a thousand things to do yep so yeah i think um ben had another really cool idea about the trophy where uh, it goes around, gets its additions, you know, per meet as usual. But there's a sort of, I guess you could call it like a bounty where if someone wins the comp three meets in a row, they get to keep the trophy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Which I think is a really fun idea. Um, hmm. It could be interesting, but and, and you'd have to fit it in with everything else and how everything else is working. Mm. But it could create some interesting moments where there's like upsets where someone looks like they're going to win for the third time and yep. someone else takes it away from them or, yep. you know. I, I feel like in reality it might end up in a situation where the trophy just keeps getting ridiculously large <laughs> because no one ever wins three times in a row. But yep. I don't know. But that's kind of cool though, right? Because you might go... A year without the trophy being, you know, going to anyone. And mm. so, it's just this massive big thing and then someone finally pulls it off. Yeah. And so, they're, they're awarded with some ridiculously stupid yeah. large trophy. Yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> that probably doesn't hold together anymore. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. I mean, imagine if, yeah, it got to like meter high kind of, that'd be ridiculous. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, today is your meet, John, mm-hmm. starting at 10 o'clock and going till 5. Uh, yep. What games have you chosen uh, as so your I, 5? I didn't really go with any kind of theme. I just chose games that I thought would be fun to play in the competition. So the first one I chose was um, the 
we were talking about the Mega CD and, you know, how I like these um, uh, full motion video games. Mm, uh-huh. And I was trying to choose one, uh, one of the full motion video games, but not many of them have scoring and they also tend to take a while because it's all about watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it kind of didn't. I couldn't find one that worked. But I have Lethal Enforcers, which is a light gun game hmm. on the Mega CD, and the light gun, which I got not too long ago. Oh, it's the Mega CD version. Yep. Oh. And I actually have two discs for it, which is really random. Um, what do you mean two discs for it? I've got two Lethal Enforcers discs. Oh. Um, so right. I bought the pack with the gun, which obviously has the disc. And then sometime later, I bought a copy of Echo the Dolphin from a dude and I got it and I opened it and it had Echo the Dolphin and it had a Lethal Enforcers <laughs> ah, disc in it. And I was like, bonus. bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I've already got this. But anyway, I mean, at least I can use it because I've got the gun. Like if you didn't have the gun, mm. well, you could use a controller, but that's pretty rubbish. I don't know why you'd do that. Mm. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm subjecting everyone to Lethal Enforcers. Mm-hmm. It's... And you've- Currently holding the gun in your hand. Yes. It's bright blue. Ooh. The trigger makes clicky noises. Can you get the pink gun? You can, but I think it's actually quite hard to get a hold of these days. Huh. Why is that? Uh, because I think it just... Not as many people had them. And hmm. when Were you they see selling them, like single-player packs with a blue gun and then yeah. maybe two-player packs with a pink gun? Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a two-player one. Okay. Maybe. I've, hmm. I've never really looked into it. Um Maybe a lot of people didn't want to buy the pink one, so they didn't make many of them. Maybe, but it's actually specifically... Okay, so maybe this is, will help you understand why. Specifically, it's the second player gun. It's ah. not like with like modern ones or like Namco games now where you just get two um, gun cons and they can be player one or player two. Hmm. With these ones, with the Konami guns from that period, you had to have the player one gun, which is blue, and the player two gun, which is pink. Really? And if you didn't have, you couldn't just have two blue guns and it works. You have to have the blue one and the pink one. That's weird. Yeah. Well, the reason why is because if you look at this gun, you'll see under the handle, there's mm-hmm. the normal cable that plugs into the controller port. And then yep. there's a little like RJ45, like phone type plug. Yep. yep. So this player two gun plugs into here. So, the pink gun has a cable that has oh, an RJ45. one's male and one's female. Hmm. Yeah. So, this Interesting. plug... Yeah, it's really weird. It's pink and blue. Uh, yeah, there's some gender switching going on there. Because the pink one's the male. <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. The way this works is you have to have a controller in port one. And then the, this blue gun, the player one gun, goes into port two on the Mega Drive. Uh-huh. And then the pink gun plugs into this. Hmm. So, I don't know why they did it that way, but that's the way it yeah, was right. done. Um, you, need, you need the controller? Yes. For menus? Uh, I don't know if you need it for menus, but I just you, did, you need it to be plugged in. Huh? Maybe yeah. the Mega CD doesn't allow you to load a game without a controller plugged in? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. I've never looked to see if the cartridge works the same way. I think it does. Yeah. The hmm. box is behind you, by the way. Right. Did you notice that box? No. I didn't because it's behind me. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Lethal Enforcers. And, okay, so what's another game? Uh, ah, yes. So, the next game I chose was PlayStation 1 
um, international or Konami's international track and field. Both Konami uh, games so far. <laughs> mm. Are you worried about controllers getting destroyed today? Uh, no, because it's PlayStation 1 and I've got lots of those and they're pretty cheap. Right. Yep. Do they have Do they have the analog knobs on them? Um, you can get analog ones for PS1, but I have... I've got actually more of the non-analog ones because they're hmm. cheaper and so how does that work with track and field then uh so when you're running you use square and circle Oof. Mm. yep it's just it's all square and circle and then either x or triangle is like an action button so right. you only need three buttons hmm. um so those it, buttons are really close together so that's going to be interesting uh, yeah tapping those two little buttons mm. yeah and <laughs> pressing the third one mm. yeah it's not easy no. Yeah, it's not easy. So the challenge mm. is um, it does have scoring, so it's best score uh, without being disqualified. And it'll be working out like, oh, I can do running and I can do hurdles, but I can't do long jump or pole vault. So I'm just going to leave those till last yep. and I'll try and beat them. But yeah, then it's, yeah, it's all going to be about how many events you can actually finish. Mm. <laughs> mm. So I think that will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other three? Gem Fighter, um, which is the Street Fighter. It's like a, a is it chibi? It's like a cutesy, hmm. all the characters are like cutesy. Yep. And it's Street Fighter, um, but it's a bit of a simplified version. So hmm. there's only three buttons, I believe. It's like punch, kick, and and the third button is like an unblockable move hmm. with a really big wind up. So you can get interrupted very easily but they can't block it. So, hmm. that's interesting. Uh, it's You can still do special moves. And then there's all these gems and you pick up the gems and when you pick up the gems, it gives you like extra power. Hmm. So, it's an interesting game. It's fun. It's different. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's got... there's It's simple on the surface, but there's definitely a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a cool game. And then what else did I choose? Super Monkey Ball on GameCube. Because um, I think that'd be fun to play in a comp yeah, and watch I'm people. Keen to play that. Yeah, experience for the first time. Mm. Um, and what was the other one I chose? Oh, um, Fantasy Zone ah, on Master System. On Master System, yes. Yeah, which also is another game that uh, I think everyone knows it actually. That's playing here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a shoot 'em shoot 'em up, but it's like a cutesy shoot 'em up as well. So. Mm. All pastel colors and mm. yeah, it's a cool game. Yeah, it's um yeah. I remember playing that quite a bit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished it back in the day, but I haven't played it since back in the day. So mm. it's going to be really weird playing that again mm-hmm. because I would have forgotten everything. Yep. Mm. Yep. I remember the sound effects quite clearly though. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yep. So that's the five. Yeah. Yeah. So that um. That will be interesting to play those, and I can't stick around for too long, so I think I'm going to get straight on to Monkey Ball and try and get a good score on that. Cool. That's my strategy. Yeah, so um, maybe we can talk about 
what we've been doing in games, anything particularly interesting in gaming we've been doing in the last little while. We haven't talked about that for a long time. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a lot been happening for me, but I, I only have one particular topic that I'll bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Um, yeah, not real good ones, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> not real good ones. Well, why don't you start? Start us on a downer. On a downer. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As the biggest Zachtronics fan in the world, not really. <laughs> Zachtronics released a new game. Uh, it's another one. Game. Another one. Yeah. One that you haven't well, they, talked uh, about previous. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Because hmm. I would always been delayed, like uh, finding the games late. But I'm hmm. following on Twitter now, like I learned from last time. Uh, so now I played the game like on release. I did notice on Discord next to your name it says playing something that's like a bunch of numbers. Is that this game? FCE yeah. UX. Yeah, that's not what this is. That's a that's an NES emulator. Oh, right. Mm. Okay. It's got that's a secret. Oh. <laughs> I don't care about that, but anyway. Okay. That's, that, that's just it's a on. secret, but it's just broadcasted on Discord. I knew I realized it does that. Hmm. But I've got the emulator just running twenty four seven. I'm not actually playing the game or anything. It's oh. just I don't want to close the thing so I lose progress. That's interesting. Oh. <laughs> that's very interesting. Hmm. What could you be playing? Hmm. We're intrigued now. But anyway, you can talk about Zachtronics. <laughs> well, some people know it anyway. You don't. Um, so, but there's a twist because the new game isn't a Zach-like. Oh. oh. No, it's different. It's a graphic novel. Oh. But it's still sorts. produced by the same people? Yeah. Right. So, it's um, it's, it's taking sort of what in the previous two games they've had more like voice acting mm. and cutscenes and stuff. Hmm. And kind of just taking all that and making a whole game out of it, really. Huh. Oh. Um, but it is more or less, you know, people talking to you and you, you got chat, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. choose the response, like mm-hmm. the, what mm-hmm. are you supposed to call those? Tree. Mm-hmm. Multiple choice. Yeah. More thing. or less, yeah. It's right. what to say back. Um, anyway, the game's called Eliza. Mm. Right. Um, it's about, uh, near future, I guess, sort of thing where, um, people do therapy by an ai so there's it's an ai oh. eliza is this ai that you know people go to you know the doctor or they get therapy huh. it's, it's talking to hmm. that's an interesting idea oh but but actually oh okay so this is the premise how it works like but you're playing a person it's set up so that you're still seeing the patient is still sitting in the room with a person hmm. but this person is just parroting what the AI is telling them to say. Like, so, right. it'll say, you know... So, they still got a human interaction, as mm-hmm. the idea is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you mm. do these, like, therapy sessions with people and they're telling you their problems. Mm. And you're, and oh, so, you're playing oh, the so human. You're, the, you're playing a human right. as a person. And, the, you know, the computer's telling you, you know, this is what you're saying back. And it's, it's all this stuff on screen is analysing what they're thinking and hmm. the words they say and... What so you're so you're like a practitioner using a computer you're actually a random system. person. It's like an Uber thing. Yeah, right. Like you just some person who signs up and you can just be uh, a host. I think <laughs> they call it no oh. some word for the people. Uber yeah. psych. Uh, <laughs> more or less. Yeah. So they're not they're not like <laughs> it's doctors. A, it's a therapy like, share system. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just kind of you can be a counselor without being like a counselor. Yeah. yeah. The sad thing is. You can just imagine this being reality mm-hmm. in 10, well, 15 I guess years. It's like <laughs> theoretically not that far from reality because anyone could be a counsellor. But uh, 
I guess we have regulation to, you know, help with that sort of thing. Yeah. So, if yeah, you know, you'd also hope that that person is educated to right. provide that. They have counseling. to be at least clever enough to make it seem like they are. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's where this comes in, I guess, where the AI can tell you what to say, right. yeah. and you're just pretending, or you're you are the mm. vessel delivering the information. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah, mm. it's like a computer says this type situation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. The, so can I? Yeah. Ask. Sorry. Um. Does is it does it have the feel of the other games where it's like or like the last game you're playing where it's almost I don't know if not fourth wall breaking but like. It's got that mix of reality where it makes you feel like you're actually could be involved in the game. Well, the only thing about that is that, I mean, the thing you might guess what happens. Like, you know, the Eliza is telling you to tell say something to the patient. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe they're telling you, you know. Mm. At some point you learn that the AI is not very good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about as good as things now, right? Mm. I think that's that's like how the game's supposed to be. And so, mm. at some point, you may di- they tell you mm. don't diverge from mm. the script. Mm. Uh. And so, you're going to get a, a you know a chat option at some point, which is diverging from the script because you, the uh. human, think something better than what right. Yeah, is right. Okay. You. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, is it a reference to the Eliza program back in the day that was like the t- text to speech? I think so. Actually, yeah. There's a few of those. Yeah. I had one. On my PC that came with my Sound Blaster, I think I think Sound Blaster called Doctor Spitzer, hmm. which is based on oh. one of those older ones. Yeah, hmm. and it yeah, was yeah. like, tell me how you feel or you <laughs> type things, and it's hmm. yeah. Hmm. Basically, it's just oh, that's right. It was an AI that you could talk to. Now I remember. It's basically that. Yeah, it, and it's not much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah forgotten about that, and you could change the voice of it and stuff. Yeah. Huh. Um, that sounds really interesting. I'd definitely. That sounds like <coughs> up your alley. Check that out. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's more story. It's not just the sessions, but like there's other stuff going on around it. Mm. Like your your character, you you know, meeting other people that are you know working there and mm. the boss and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, I, without boss. spoiling the story, the there's boss more. does bossy things. <laughs> you know. You, you, yeah. The, there's there's some other story stuff in there, obviously, <laughs> but yeah. Working mm. for the man. Yeah. Mm. Working nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else can say? It is good. Uh, I I mean I could do without it. I'm not <laughs> wow. <playing a> game. <laughs> Put it on the back of the I box. I was going to check it out, but maybe I could no do without it. Yeah, like you kind of game, maybe oh, I you know. I'm not not usually into like graphic novel or. What do they call it? Not graphic novel, but graphic adventure. Texture. It's a, it's a, yeah. Is that right? I don't know. It's not a text adventure. What do they call it again? There's a, there's a novel word for it. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember either. Ah, uh, we must be getting old. interactive. Must be novel. <laughs> Is that what? Uh, anyway, all the kids talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very old style of game. Mm. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's this one you don't like move. You don't, you know, the only things you get are replies in chat. Right, I yeah. think pretty much there's yeah. no like go over here, pick up this thing. Yeah, yeah. That. So it's not a point and click. No, 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 no. It's not a puzzle game so much. No, yeah. It's just about the narrative. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and there's a few. Uh, I probably should have done this before talking about, it, but uh, there's 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 multiple endings. I need right. to go through all of them. Hmm. Yeah. 
cool. Oh, so you finished it already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. Could do without it. Yeah, I mean, it's the not the game I was looking for from them. Yeah. But You're after the sort of programming. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's cool to have something different, though, I, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that was Eliza. Right. Mm. Did you have something, John? Um... I haven't been able to play many games. I think really it's only been um, playing Street Fighter, getting more into that, like mm. Street Fighter 2. Um, that's really all I've kind of played aside from like some of the Mega Drive, uh, the games in the Mega Drive, Best of Mega Drive Battle. Oh, yeah. Although Street Fighter 2 is in the Best of Mega Drive yes, Battle. Yes, it is. But I was playing it before... Right. We did that. And also, I've been playing the arcade version on MAME hmm. of World Warrior. The whole hmm. reason I was playing it was because uh, Ben is talking about doing the score challenges at 1989. Hmm. And the Street Fighter 2 was talked about. Yes. Because there's multiple Bens. Yep. Hmm. And, yeah, I'm trying to get to, like, the 1cc. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, it's a pretty cool game. It is a cool game. Mm. It's a rather popular game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird that you're playing it now. Mm. Well, yeah, it's kind of funny because I... Yeah, I've just always... I don't know. I I said this in our Battle of Mega Drive introduction episode because we were mm. talking about Street Fighter. But, yeah, I, I played it when I was... Young and I haven't played it for a very long time. I played the Mega Drive version back then, and I think actually I was thinking about it since then. It's all got to do with the speed because the original like World Warrior and Champion Edition um, are quite slow feeling. Yeah, they're very slow, especially in comparison to like modern fighting games. Yeah, um, and I think because I did play the Mega Drive version, which has the turbo in it. Hmm. Um, Going from that to the arcade version just felt really weird and sluggish and stuff. Yeah. The funny thing is, it's not... I wouldn't say that it's sluggish. It's very responsive. Hmm. Um, it's it just, just how it was designed. Yeah, it just plays like... I don't know. There's like a real spacing and timing to it, hmm. um, which I actually think going back now, like being a bit more serious about playing fighting games is pretty cool. It's a great place to start, I think, with fighting games because... Um, you've got a bit more time to respond to mm. what's going on. Mm. Uh, so it becomes a bit more strategic rather than like being able to um, perform, I guess. I mean, performance is still important. Like you, you need to be able to do dragon punches, you know, on uh, on command type thing. Mm. Um, but you've got more time to do those commands. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in... Turbo, hyper fighting, mm. as it's otherwise known, yep. um, it's super fast, yep. and you have to be really quick. Yeah, and going from World Warrior to hyper fighting, it feels really strange yeah. and overwhelming because hyper fighting just seems like blazingly fast. Yeah, but then you play a lot of hyper fighting and you get used to it, and you go back to World Warrior, and you just it just <laughs> feels completely weird. Yeah, like you've got all the time in the world to do anything you like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the two the the contrast between those two is fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to one CC World Warrior, and then uh, I actually found Champion Edition easier, and hmm. I think we talked about that too. But yeah, uh, 
And then, yeah, I'd like to kind of graduate to like Super Turbo because uh, that seems to be the one that a lot of comps are being played in these days. Mm. Super uh, Turbo is another level again. That's that's a really hard game. Mm. I've never 1cc'd Super Turbo. Mm. I've 1cc'd everything else, but not Super Turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'll ever get there either, but I just want to get used to playing that so that, you know, I can play people mm. in the arcade if we're ever there and it's there, you know. I don't see why you couldn't do it, though, because it's just a matter of learning oh, the strats. See, seeing, yeah. I mean, I've just never bothered learning the strats of Super Turbo because yeah, well, I was never really into... Mm. Once, once Street Fighter got past Hyper Fighting mm. and went into Super, I didn't really like it that much anymore. Okay. I, I didn't like Super. I didn't like Super Turbo. I didn't like 3. I got back into Street Fighter when uh, 4 came out. Because I thought 4 was really good. And five is really good too. Yeah, that's really uh, all I've had time to do because I've been preparing for this thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, the garage needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much sorted out now. It's mm-hmm. Still a bit of mess, but yeah. And then like five minutes of all the games that I was organizing for the comp. And, mm. and yeah, a few, few plays of Mega Drive games, but... Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in the Battle of the Mega Drive yes, episode. when we rank them. Mm. Mm. I haven't got to any of the Mega Drive games yet. But I've got the Mega Drive Mini now. That oh, yeah. arrived yesterday. Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't plugged it in yet. Oh. So <laughs> maybe this afternoon I'll get some mm. time to sit with it. Because mm. I'm actually interested in playing the Mega Drive Mini for the games we need to play mm. for the Mega Drive battle. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. And if it turns out it's shit, then I'll, you know, go back on my main cab or something like that. I'm hearing good things, though. Yeah, I've heard good things, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm familiar enough with all of those games that I can play the Mega Drive Mini and immediately tell if one of those games feels off. Yeah. Then I'll go, ah, oh, well, I don't want to taint the experience of replaying these games in a yep. lesser uh, format. Mm. Has your TV got a game mode on it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. I've never noticed any lag or anything like that. Like the SNES and NES Mini, yep. they they all play perfect. Yep. So I don't imagine the Mega Drive one will have any of those issues unless it's an issue that's inbuilt mm. rather than the TV. Mm. Right. Yeah. Cool. But we'll find out... MK11 update. Mm-hmm. Haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was actually, I was like, oh, I should set it up so that it's on, like when Mark's here. So, oh, so I could play it for the first time. Yeah, but I can't because I lent it to a friend. Ah, okay. Because <laughs> you've already finished it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas I haven't even played it yet. 
Uh, but the main thing for me is um, Elvira 3, the pinball machine, oh. has been announced. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Elvira House of Horrors, it's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, and as readers would be aware, I've been on the expression of interest list for an LE for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, yeah, back... About a year and a half now, Cassandra Peterson, who is also known as Elvira, she announced that a third Elvira pinball machine was coming. Um, I don't think Stern, who was making the game, was very happy about that. But regardless, she said it's coming. Mm. So that's when I contacted my distributor and said, hey, uh, how does this work? How can I put my name down so I'm guaranteed an LE when it finally gets released? And they said, yeah, we can put you on the expression of interest. Mm. And then as soon as it's officially announced, they can contact me mm-hmm. and I think they give me 24 hours or something like that to uh, put a deposit or just pay the game outright. Mm. And that just makes it concrete that mm. I'm getting the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a year and a half goes by. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks back, there were strong rumors floating around mm that they were about to announce the game. Mm. Um, So, for me to start getting ready. Um, And as readers would also know, I bought a Walking Dead pinball machine to sort of tide me over in the Mm. interim. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, when I heard those rumours becoming much more stronger, uh, I I put Walking Dead up on the marketplace and Mm -hmm. it sold within a day. Mm -hmm. So, that was good. Mm. (laughs) Despite the ridiculous price. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but that was part of my strategy to buy a game that I knew was popular. Mm. And so, when the time come to move it on, it would sell quickly. Mm. I yeah. didn't want the hassle of, you know, it's sitting up on a marketplace for a couple of months mm. and mm. all of that. So, and it held its value. I actually mm. got a bit of profit out of it, which is awesome. the good thing about pinball machines, mm. especially the good ones. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, for people that don't know, I mean, like in any kind of thread with something that's very expensive you get people commenting being like i can't even remember what was said but it was just made out like as if the price was so high yeah yeah it's like no that's what it's worth yeah and and it was proven by the fact that it was sold within yeah a day yeah yeah so yeah i still have it in my house because um the guy who bought it's in South Australia, so he's arranging transport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be this week that it goes. But either way, he's paid for it and it's all done. Yep. So It's always weird when you're in that situation. Mm. When I sold uh, uh, my Johnny Mnemonic, it was sold, and it's but it stayed at my house for a couple of weeks. And I actually bought another game, and then I had two games for like a week. Mm. <laughs> yep. And one that... I didn't own, but yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I think it was, was last, it was Thursday when it was officially announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, there was some leaked pictures. And um, yeah, these were interesting because for context, for me, the most important thing about a pinball machine is how it looks. I know mm-hmm. that's weird, but that's just me. Mm. Um so the art was really, really important to me, mm. and I was there were there were a few things that were hinging on me buying the game. Um, you know, when it's officially announced and I get to see the proper pictures, and I have that twenty four hours to say yes, I'm doing it and transfer the deposit. Was that the art looked 
amazing. Mm. Um, and that the price wasn't ridiculous, obviously. Mm. Uh, but yeah, these pictures got leaked. The first picture that got leaked was a um, picture of the cabinet in the back box. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought they looked pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was happy with mm. how those looked. And that started getting me all excited mm-hmm. because I thought, okay, this is looking really good. I'm probably going to do this. Mm. And I think it was the next day, um, a picture leaked of the playfield, mm. and I was I was actually <laughs> shocked initially because mm. that picture of the playfield, I, I actually thought it was a fake picture. Oh like, really? Yeah, someone had modified a I don't know a Willy Wonka or a Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because um, it was not what I was expecting. Mm. It was multicolored, mm. like clown vomit color, mm. millions of inserts all over the place, mm. um, hardly any Elvira on the playfield whatsoever, mm. and this giant box in the middle of the playfield. Um, it's like a really uninteresting mm. box with stuff in the middle of it, mm. like lights in the middle of it. Mm. And I just thought, and it and turned out this is. That's what the playfield looks like. It wasn't a fake picture or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, and it turns out, uh, yeah, that that box in the middle of the playfield was just a complete mystery to me. I don't understand why they'd put something so boring in the middle of the playfield, which is something that is obviously the centerpiece of the mm. entire artwork, right? Mm. I mean, that's where you look most of the time. Mm. So I was initially really, really disappointed and surprised. Mm. Uh but I, I sort of gave it a little while. I thought, you know, when the game's officially announced, I'll look at the high-res pics. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the videos, see what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And over the coming days before the official announcement, I was looking at a lot at that leaked picture of the playfield, And I slowly was warming up to it. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like how the colours work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of detail in the art. So the more you zoom in, the more you pick out interesting little things that are on the play field. Mm-hmm. It's just when you look at it from far away, it looks like a mess. Mm. But when you look up close up, it actually looks okay. Mm. Okay. But this was all going through my head in the in the days following of like, do I want to spend this amount of money on something that just looks okay, mm. that I'm kind of okay with? Mm. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Mm. Um so, there was some days where I'd wake up in the morning and go, no, I'm definitely not getting this thing. Mm. Why would I buy something that I'm just kind mm. of okay with? And and if it's a game that turns out to be not very popular, you probably will lose some money and it'll be hard to actually move it on if you yep. decide to do that. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Then there are other days I'd wake up and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this. I'll, I'll get it. Mm. And then other days I'd wake up, nah, definitely not. <laughs> so, it was a roller coaster ride. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like I said, Thursday was the official announcement. Um, oh, the other part of that was that the rumors coming out was that, um, it was going to be a different model as in, instead of the usual pro premium and LE. So LE would be the top of the range. It was going to be premium LE and super LE. Mm-hmm. And this worried me because if I'm, if I'm buying an LE, I want it to be the top of the range the best looking one because often with super LEs they'll have different artwork and things like that and I wasn't going to buy a super LE because super LEs uh, that Stern make are 20 something grand and I wasn't going to do that 
I'm not spending that much on a pinball machine. It's an machine. example of a Super LE. There's only been one before, and that's Batman 66. Batman 66 has a Super LE, or that is the Super LE? Is that what you mean? It has a Super LE. Okay. It's similar. It's got premium LE and Super LE. Okay, okay. And the Super LE has, um, I think it's special game modes and call-outs and, oh. and stuff like that. Mm. So, that concerned me because that meant that potentially... Not only was the LE going to be more expensive because it's this higher tier, um, but also the LE wouldn't be the best model. Yeah. It either wouldn't look the best or it wouldn't have all the game features, etc., etc. So, yeah, I was very, very much on the fence. I wasn't sold. And for that reason, again, that made me think, if I'm on the fence, why would I spend the money on this? Mm. Um, but yeah, official announcement on the Thursday. I got to see all the high-res pictures. I saw the videos. Uh, the gameplay didn't impress me terribly. I think you, John, also said you watched the video and it didn't look, yeah. you know, didn't blow you away or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing really like... There, a lot. Most machines have at least one kind of big feature piece uh, mm. that you interact with. Like in the case of the uh, the last one, the Black Knight, he had had the knight, and the knight has the little mace that spins. Yep. And it spins in spins in either direction. So if you hit it when it's spinning one way, it will knock the ball back. If you hit it when it's spinning the other way, the ball will go through. So it's almost like a gate in that way, but mm. a bit more interesting because it's a thing that spins. Yep. Um, whereas this doesn't really it has so it has like the dead heads thing which is like a door that opens so yep. kind of similar to the walking dead yeah uh, thing yeah the bash toy and then there's like the mansion with the staircase that um is like a ramp that goes up and down so yeah you either go like into the basement or up the ramp into the the house, house. is the the haunted house thing is actually kind of cool it's mm. uh when the ramps down the the ball goes up um you know up the steps and through the door and then there's a diverter at the back mm. that can send it three different ways oh okay it either sends it back around the left loop or it sends it to mm. the pops on the right or it sends it to the left ramp okay and is that dependent on the way that the little light at the top does that show you which way it's going to go uh i don't think that's been revealed okay. yet what that does yeah, yeah. I, like Particular game modes that control where the ball goes in that okay. regard has yet to be determined. Okay. But that staircase also, like you said, lifts up and then you shoot in there for, I think it's like a scoop or something that grabs the ball and then spits it back out again. Yeah. There's also a garage in the house with a drop target. You knock the drop target down and you can go into the garage. Yeah. The house also lights up in multi-different colours depending on what mode you're in. Each yep. of the... The windows in the house individually turn on to tell you which modes are on or off. And yep. the top of the house, the turret thingy spins around mm. and does other things as well. So, the house is actually kind of cool. Mm. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, it's not like an interactive toy like mm. the night in Black Knight, like you were saying. Mm. Actually, the layout reminds me a lot of um, Batman the Dark Knight because it's got that garage is the same spot as like the joker target and then it's got a middle ramp left and right ramp and then mm. although i mean it's a pretty basic it's pretty standard it's a basic layout, layout. yeah, yeah. that so was another concern i guess because it's just a basic fan layout mm. um but it, if you're someone who likes to make shots then 
that can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Like there's Attack a lot of Mars. shots. I mean, yeah. Attack from Mars is wildly popular and that's just a silly fan layout. Well, mm. It's very... It's similar to that in Medieval Madness. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's much more similar to Medieval Madness yeah. and Attack from Mars because mm-hmm. you've got that rock shot yeah. up the up into the garage mm. and then you've just got all your other shots, ramps and loops and mm. thing up the centre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best um, kind of games. What? The best kind of games. <laughs> oh, you like the fan layouts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you, that's right. You like things way up back. Yeah, way back. Yeah. 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 You like things up the back. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but we're still waiting to find out if Mark is actually going for this game. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So it's been a roller coaster ride. Mm. Uh, I have been looking at the screenshots quite a bit, the high res screenshots, and the art actually does look good close up. There's mm. lo- like I said, there's lots of cool little detail in the in the playfield, um, but again, when you look at it from far away, it just looks like a mess. It looks like. A box in the middle and someone's thrown a whole packet of Skittles all around it. Mm. Um, so, I'm not totally sold on the play field, but it does look cool close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyman Sheets is on code, which is great because mm-hmm. no matter what the play field is like in terms of geometry, Lyman Sheets is just a god on code and mm. he'll make that uh, work yep. with whatever it is. Yep. He'll make a really good game out of that mm. regardless. Yep. It also... Um, Lyman Sheets is highly regarded in the community for his code, so that will help the pin hold mm. its value. Yep. So that's kind of good. Mm. Um, yeah. I did reserve a number for my LE because mm. you can do Ooh. that. And and I was hoping to get number 69. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> this actually plays into the game as well because the, the haunted house, the, the number of the house is 696. Okay. So there's a 69 joke in there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I would have thought 69 would have been really hard to lock down. Mm. I thought maybe, you know, someone in the US really important says, no, I want number 69 for mm-hmm. you. But AMD confirmed they can get me number 69. Wow. So that was another plus. Mm. Um, the theme will be, I think, if there's any theme in pinball, I think this will be the one that will be of main interest to me because it's all old B-grade movies. Mm-hmm. There's apparently 24 movies in the game mm. and you play through those as modes okay that and, sounds cool yeah mm. and night of the living dead is one of those movies mm-hmm. which is um i wouldn't say it's a b-grade movie that's a really awesome movie mm. um so yeah it's a cool theme mm-hmm. but ultimately i was still just on the fence because of that playfield artwork and thinking about how much money it was mm. yeah mm. but then i got the call on thursday mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um was the call like like it or lump it type oh no no they're they're all nice about it and saying you know it's been announced we've got your number 69 uh do you want to do it you you need to chuck in a deposit Mm -hmm. um the game lands in december then you have to pay the rest of the money Mm -hmm. and you know for the past two days i was thinking about what else i can do with Mm. a large amount of money Mm. (laughs) so many other things like buy a bubble bubble pcb buy three Mm. arcade cabs Mm. And still have 10, 15 grand mm. left. So, which is would be really tempting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, imagine what you can do with that money. And mm. I was imagining what I could do with that money. Yeah, pinball machines are really expensive. And it's my money. I know this might sound strange, but it's not money that 
Fiona will say, oh, you should put that into savings yeah. because it was money I had tied up in games originally. Mm. Now it's been freed. Mm. I can do whatever the hell I like with that money. Mm. But in the end, I said yes. Awesome. So I've, I've <laughs> paid the deposit and I'm going to get the game. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> it is very exciting. Yeah. And I'm confident it'll hold its value too because, mm. like I said, Lyman Sheets, mm. um, it looks like all the LEs are sold out. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I wow. think it's, is yeah. It, is it? How many of those they make? 400. Oh. Yeah, it's it's wildly mm. popular. Yeah. People, the main reaction has been very positive. Mm. Okay. I think, uh, I think it's a really good choice. I think for me, I definitely understand, like, your feeling and... I felt really on the fence about whether or not it would be a good game. Mm. Um, but the two main points I think that make me confident is, yeah, the fact that Lyman Sheets is doing it. Yeah. And the other thing is the fact that the modes are based on those old movies. Mm. Mm. I think that's something that is a really cool way of doing modes. Yeah. And I remember when we were talking about Rob Zombie... Um, I thought, because he's got a similar, that similar kind of feel like B-grade horror movie, yeah, yeah. Um, old, yeah, like movies kind of vibe. And I think that that game was a bit of a missed opportunity to have some of those features. Hmm. Because when you listen to those albums and like White Zombie and stuff, they've got a lot of actual voice clips yeah. from old movies and stuff. Right. Um and it's really cool. It really, like, creates the theme of what the band is. Mm, mm. Um, and I wish they'd done that with the Rob Zombie game, but mm. they didn't. Like, they just have... It's all him, obviously, yep. which is cool. But, um, yeah, I feel like when I heard about that, I was like, oh, this could be really cool. They could have some cool voice clips from old movies and stuff, yep, but yep. They, they didn't. And so... Maybe that's what Elvira is going to be, you know. Well, it sounds like it is, and not yeah, just is, yeah. not just voice clips, but actual like movie clips because yeah. it's got the big screen, yep. Like the new games that are coming out now, yep. And all these movies are in the public domain as well, so they can use them as much as they like. Mm. Um, and they've also done for the first time ever in pinball uh, new video shot with uh, Cassandra Peterson as oh, Elvira. Awesome. Mm. So it's the first pinball machine ever to have actual video custom made for yeah. um, cool. the game. That's awesome. All the other stuff so far has been like animated or... Yeah, cartoony stuff. Well, it's and, all... Yeah. I mean, all her games are dot matrix. Oh, you're talking about... Like all, all the all the new yeah. LCD game system. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it's, cool. Like I... I mean, I. that's another thing that I've talked about in the past too. I don't like the animation that they've done for like Aerosmith. Huh. Is it Aerosmith? Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think uh, Iron Maiden was better, but mm. I was still not a huge fan. Like to me, it just screams like mobile game. And yeah, it <laughs> looks like uh, like Flash movies you yeah. see on websites and things like yeah. that. Animated Flash. Yeah, which is is just it's just not triple A level mm. for me. And and it's a pinball machine, and that's not really what they do. And I think that's why it's like that. But it's still a really fucking expensive yeah. thing to buy. Yeah. And so I think that it's reasonable to expect that they should have like AAA level 
like animations and mm. and they just don't mm. and so mm. i think because of that what they've done like with star wars even though i think a lot of people complain about it the fact that it's just clips from the movie i yeah. prefer that personally yeah, yeah me too yeah uh, and that's really exciting to hear that they've actually shot some video yeah. footage with her yeah so they she's going to introduce all all 24 of the movies when that's you start awesome. the mode she introduces the movie mm. and then she's going to talk about the movie as you're playing through it through huh. it that's awesome like she did with her tv show so yeah that's pretty cool that's really cool mm. because because they're getting she's a professional too so um they are getting like a triple a level type mm. even though the whole thing with her is like being you know, great yeah but i think that she will bring a professionalism to to the whole thing yeah hopefully it's shot well and everything i'm sure i'm sure it will be yeah yeah yeah, and I forgot to mention, it turned out the SLE, Super LE thing, um, there's no different artwork or modes or anything in the SLE. All they've done is um, put like a speckly paint for the the armor yeah. and sort of like a laser, I don't know what you call it, it's kind of like a reflective thing on the huh. cabinet side art. Huh. Okay. And that's it. Right. Oh, and there's a signed, She's she's got a signed card on it. Okay. But that's it. So I, that made me feel a lot better because I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to buy an LE if it's a gimped version of mm-hmm. the real one that you want. Mm. And I wasn't going to spend 20 something grand on a pinball machine. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. It's a lot of money. <laughs> well, so, 10 is a lot, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I said yes. And now mid December, they said latest mid December. The LEs are actually coming out first, and uh, people in the US should have them early October, mid-October, mm-hmm. but here in Australia, mid-December, so mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That is exciting. I'm looking forward to coming and playing it. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to hold a little small get-together mm. when it's unboxed. That'll be fun. I've never unboxed a game before. Right, yeah. Yeah. You've never had a new game at your place? No. Cool. That's exciting. Yes. It'll be interesting. And then we set it all up and it breaks and (laughs) (laughs) call AMD. If you need a hand unboxing it, I'll be happy to uh, help. Play with my box. Even just pulling it out of the box is an exciting experience. Sure is. Mm. (laughs) Cool. So that might do us. We've run out of time. Mm. In fact, we've gone over time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to con- contact us, I always have trouble with that bit. If you would <laughs> like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. I'm also Mar on the Discord, M-A-R. Mm-hmm. John's on the Discord as Huaygo, H-W-A-Y-G-O, and Matt is B-S-S, which is spelled yep. B-S-S yep. on the Discord. Uh, and that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.